Hi, I'm Steve Mummery, and this is a podcast for couples getting married. It can be a stressful time for some couples, trying to appease families, dealing with hopeless bridal parties, all that sort of thing. So this podcast is designed to take you on the journey from getting engaged to getting hitched. The journey towards marriage can be an interesting road trip. People will behave like you've never seen them before. So each episode of Getting Hitched has been designed to give you insights and tips to help you navigate from engagement through to the wedding day. Most episodes are not that long and each episode only focuses on one subject so you can pick and choose the episodes that matter to you. Rituals can play a significant, meaningful part in your wedding ceremony. So I'm going to go through a few of those. Lighting a unity candle during your wedding ceremony is a special way to symbolise your two lives joining together as one. At the beginning of the wedding ceremony, a representative from each family, maybe the mothers of the partners, light the two taper candles. And later in the ceremony, usually after the formal vows, the partners use the two taper candles to light a large pillar or unity candle together. And so as a celebrant, I'd say something like this, Ashley and Chris, together as you light this candle of unity, you symbolize the flame of your own individual selves joining to ignite the partnership of marriage. You also bring the warmth, strength and wisdom of your family's fire as kindling for your own. As partners, your flames are separate, yet they feed the same fire. From this day onward, may you bask in the beauty of the light of your love, may its light shine bright and steady upon your path together, and may its heat keep you warm through all the days of your lives and beyond. I've got lots of different versions of how that can be done, so if you're keen to include the unity candle in your ceremony, just let the celebrant know, and you should be able to come up with something together. That one's pretty flowery, which is fine for some people, but it's easy to adapt to sound how you want it. It's just to give you an idea of what the unity candle is all about. Another ritual is the sand ceremony. It's very similar to the unity candle. Other than a candle, the bride and groom each have vials of sand in different colours that are poured together into a larger glass container. It's said that once the sand is poured and combined, the sand can never be divided again, just as the sanctity of marriage can never be divided and broken. The sand ceremony is pretty popular amongst beach-themed weddings. Instead of coloured sand, some couples choose to substitute the sand for coloured water. Simple water with some food colouring can create a unique and colourful unity ceremony. Yellow water could represent the happiness and joy, while blue water could represent friendship and health. Mixed together, the colour green represents growth, stability and harmony. Something to think about. Another take on the water ceremony is where the individual vials of water have colouring in them and the centre container has some water, just clear water, with a little bleach mixed in. And when the couple pours their coloured waters in together, the colours disappear and the water runs clear because of the bleach. And this could have a spiritual meaning where two individuals coming together to create a new pure start together. And as a little bit of magic in your ceremony. 
Another ritual is tie the knot, literally tying the knot. So where does tying the knot actually come from? Interestingly, tying the knot is actually in relation to one of the oldest wedding traditions that literally binds a couple's hands together. Embracing hands has long been the symbol of love and the ritual of hand fasting dates back to the ancient Mayans, the Hindu Vedic community and the Celts in Scotland. According to BBC, hand fasting is the symbolic act of a couple's hands being tied together, often with cords or ribbons representing their union. The most evidence of where this ritual originated was present around the Middle Ages, but hand fasting was a symbol of engagement, not marriage back then. Prior to 1939, it was legally recognised by Scotland as a marriage practice in place of church weddings. Modern couples in Scotland still choose to continue the tradition today, either at the same time or sometime on the same day of their legal union. The ceremony is often connected to nature and typically takes place outdoors. And there are other variations of tying the knot across different cultures and couples. Okay, so another ritual. How about tree or pot planting? This is a very eco-friendly green option for a unity ceremony. You set up at the altar to include a potted tree, often taken from a special place, whether it be a parent's home or a location special to the couple. Two small buckets of dirt, each can be collected at the bride and groom's respective homes or from each set of parents' homes. And two gardening trowels. A small watering can can be placed up the front there as well. Upon the mother's entrance, each mother approaches the front and scoops in a small amount of dirt from their small bucket before returning to their seat. Then during a specific song or reading, the bride and groom each add the remainder of the dirt to the large potted tree. The couple can water the plant together as well at that time. Then after the ceremony, you take the potted plant and transplant it at the newlyweds' home to symbolise putting down roots and longevity and strength within the marriage. So that's a nice one too. What about passing the rings around? Unlike other ceremonies, passing the rings around is a way to include not just your parents, but all your guests at your wedding. This is how Martha Stewart Weddings describes it. Include guests in the ceremony by having each person bless your bands. Prior to your wedding, two friends take custody of the rings. One ring goes down one side of the aisle and the other goes down the opposite, with every guest having a chance to hold the rings and make a wish for the couple's future. Here's one you might like, the wine ceremony. A wine box ceremony is a wedding ritual in which during the proceedings of the wedding, a bottle of wine is enclosed into a box. Some couples opt to add an extra layer of meaning within the ceremony by including love letters to one another alongside the wine, or by designating a special time, maybe an anniversary down the track, when the box will be opened and you both drink the wine. Have the wine and the box on display on a table up the front, along with anything you wish to include in the box, such as the letters to one another. When the time comes, have your celebrant explain the significance of the wine box. Make sure they mention the wine you've chosen and how long you plan to save the wine for. Then the two of you place the wine and the accompanying items into the box and close the lid. The celebrant should explain that you will be sealing the box, 
but save the hammering for once you get back home as a long pause in the ceremony for you to hammer the box in and hit your fingers uh, could take a while. You could also choose a box with a latch and a lock, which you could more quickly close with a key during the ceremony. Okay, so how about this one? Stone throwing. Yep, I recently married a couple on a river near their home and they wanted to throw stones into the river as part of the ceremony, knowing that every time they walked past that the stones would be there and it would remind them of their wedding day. I thought it was a terrific ritual and suggested that we give all the guests little river stones as well to hold during the ceremony and as they hold the stones to make a special wish for the couple. And then, after the couple threw their stones into the water, I got all the guests to throw their stones in to surround and protect the couple's stones over the years. It just worked a treat. Here's one that's a bit different, jumping the broom. This tradition dates back to the 1800s and is believed to have origins in Western African weddings and Wiccan communities. It became popular in the United States during the 70s after the publication of Alex Haley's book, Roots. Jumping the broom takes place at the very end of the wedding ceremony after the celebrant pronounces the couple as officially married. The newlyweds jump over a broomstick before the recessional to symbolize sweeping away their old lives and welcoming their new life together. Wine has been a symbol of life and prosperity for centuries. There are several variations of using wine during the wedding, we've already touched on one, but a common option is to have two small carafes of wine, one white and one red. After exchanging the rings, the couple pours the wine into a third carafe, creating their own blend. They each take a sip of the mixed wine to represent their individual lives becoming one. It might taste awesome, it might also taste like shit, but it's best to do a trial before the day and talk to a sommelier to see which two wines might mix together well. Breaking glass is a Jewish wedding ritual. After the rabbi announces the newlyweds, the groom smashes a wrapped piece of glass with his foot. And this is followed by applause and a big cheer and mazel tov from the guests. Tradition says that the couple will remain married for as long as that glass is shattered. And finally, don't forget about the butterfly release. The butterfly has long been symbolic of new beginnings, good fortune and joy. Plus, releasing butterflies is a colourful and environmentally friendly alternative to throwing rice or confetti or balloons. The butterflies are released to carry forth the good news of your love and commitment for each other. Just remember to make sure they're uncovered for at least 30 minutes prior to the ceremony, otherwise they'll be sleepy. That's true, actually, and they won't want to leave the cage. Sometimes it takes a little bit of coaxing to get them out, so it could bog down the ceremony a little bit. You might have family rituals that are only relevant to your family. Whatever it is that's going to make your wedding ceremony special, talk to your celebrant about making it happen, and don't take no for an answer, unless it's against the law, of course. In the next episode, I'll talk about wedding traditions. There's a whole bunch of tips and insights on my website, smcelebrant.com.au, including how important wedding invitations are, how to propose to a guy, if you're a guy, 
and fun wedding vows for couples. Just go to smcelebrant.com.au and click on Insights. Or look through the podcasts because some of them are covered in those episodes. (laughs) 